This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. No doubt we have all seen that ad where a guy in line at a pharmacy is loud and proud telling everyone he always goes for the brand name Viagra and not any substitute. There are other ads which urge patients to ask for the brand name and maybe get a subsidy for it. Well, now the government is telling Big Pharma that a different method of marketing brand names has crossed the line. And this is where TELUS Health and other companies have been using electronic medical records to sell these drugs by inserting electronic vouchers for brand name drugs into its popular medical record software. This is software used by thousands of doctors across Canada. Uh, So the Ontario government has now banned the practice. It'll probably take a few a little bit to get it out of the system. Uh, Credit where credit is due. It's the Toronto Star that first uncovered this. And it's interesting, you know, some doctors weren't even aware that this was in their software. And some thought they were just helping out patients by passing along these vouchers. And, And sometimes patients got a little upset because they found that the voucher didn't cover the cost, the difference, the entire difference between the brand name and the generic. So I'm going to give the numbers out again, 416 toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'd like to hear if uh, you've had any kind of experience with this, either, uh, you know, got, got a little subsidy to take a brand name, um, how you respond to those ads, that marketing. Uh, and, but right now, uh, okay, wait. Didn't give the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, we are going to Dr. Nav Prasad, who is a physician at St. Mike's Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Prasad. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, uh, tell us, um, (laughs) that's a little pun, Uh, how did you first find out about these vouchers? When our... Practice Solutions software from TELUS was updated in December of last year. Uh, We got this little notice asking us if we wanted to opt in or opt out of this function uh, that adds these electronic vouchers um, uh, that are used to promote brand name products. And, um, and, uh, you know, at the start, I thought this was something that I uh, was supposed to opt into. It was just part of the normal update of the software that we use to take care of patients. And then I had to read it a few times, and I realized what it was. So I opted out, and then we had a little bit of discussion about it um, in our family health team here at St. Michael's Hospital. And eventually we decided that this wasn't the sort of function that we wanted to use. So over time we've been um, trying to deactivate it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a very good point that that when you get all kinds of updates for all kinds of things on your computer, uh, the prompt tells you to opt in or, or the update doesn't happen. So I can see how a lot of physicians probably didn't even realize that this is what they did. I think that's one of the disturbing parts about this function is that prior to the update, we received no advance notice that this was happening and certainly weren't provided with any information about the pros and cons of using this function. It was just something that happened after an update. Uh, So I think that is a problem from the start because TELUS has argued publicly that physicians were asking for this and they did it in order to help doctors who wanted to use this function. Um, But for me, that certainly wasn't the case. Um, This prompt uh, after the update was an annoyance uh, and I would have preferred if it hadn't been added at all. Mm-hmm. And you think uh, you should have been informed that, that this might be happening? I mean, have you encountered any physicians who uh, were consulted in any way about this? TELUS has said there are physicians who have asked for this, um, but I haven't heard from any of them. Most of the uh, colleagues I've spoken to uh, weren't aware of the program, and even after opting into it, um, they probably clicked um, accept after the update. Uh, they weren't aware that they had opted into it, and they weren't aware of what the program was. Some said that there were just these um, uh, these numbers and letters added to prescriptions, and they um, they wondered what they were um, because they they just didn't understand what they were opting into. Okay, can you explain that numbers added to prescriptions? So, do the, does this software generate prescriptions? Yeah. So the software is is used regularly um, by doctors and other healthcare providers to uh, take notes about patients when they come in for a visit, um, keeps track of their medical history, what are their allergies, what are their medications, etc. And then it's also used to generate letters if you need um, a letter for massage therapy for your insurance company and to generate prescriptions. And so what the, the function was doing is for certain products or certain medications, um, these uh, codes would be added to the prescription and they would instruct the pharmacist to just use a particular brand name product. And then uh, it also said on the prescription that if the patient decided to enroll in this program, that the information on the prescription, including um, as I understood it, the patient's name, their address, um, all of those sorts of details would be shared um, with the administrators of the program, these marketing companies. Okay. So again, uh, what I'm not clear on, so does that mean if you wrote a prescription for a generic uh, brand of something that this code would automatically change it back to the brand? Yeah. In some cases, if you just wrote in the medication name, so not the name of a particular product, not the name of a brand name product, uh, these codes would appear. And while generally pharmacists would be um, dispensing generic products to people because they're less expensive and they have all of the same uh, benefits and risks as brand name products, um, with these codes, it would be the brand name product that would be dispensed. And um, if the patient was paying out of pocket, Um, he or she would be paying more in general than they would have if they had been dispensed the generic product. Okay. I I think that that we just have to clear up for people. And maybe if you can, off the top of your head, come up with an example, because I'm drawing a bit of a blank. So there's, there's, you know, there are a lot of names for these drugs. So there's, you know, one name for the, the drug itself, and then there are a bunch of brand names, right? So um, if you uh, prescribe 
just the drug. Um, give me an example. Um, sure. uh, Pantoprazole is a medication used um, uh, to suppress acid production in the stomach. Okay, and what would a brand name be? Uh, Tecta would be an example of a brand name product. Okay, so if you wrote the uh, prescription just for a pep whatever. <laughs> Pantoprazole. Pantoprazole. Uh, that code, which you might not have even been aware of, would make sure that the person got uh, the brand name as opposed to the generic. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When the code was applied, the patient would get the brand name product, correct? Okay, so it does seem like it's happening with a bit of stealth. I could see how this, uh, it, it would be possible then uh, for a physician to keep doing this without even knowing, right? Yes. Um, yeah, once you have opted into the program, uh, the codes are added and you don't have to take any further action. Wow. Uh, and what about this whole issue of the company, uh, and I, I gather that TELUS was not the only one, uh, you know, selling ads into something like patient software, which I am sure that, that you pay uh, quite handsomely for? Well, it's not me that pays ultimately. Um, the software that doctors and other healthcare providers use is ultimately publicly funded. Uh, so it really, in the end, was the public and patients who were paying for the software. Uh, and then, in addition, vendors for these electronic health records like TELUS were getting money to insert uh, this function in. And it was only certain companies that were benefiting from this function. And as I understand it, they were paying vendors like TELUS to include uh, these prompts in the software. And so, you know, I, I can't imagine that uh, patients would be happy about this. I think already electronic health records can be a distraction uh, during the, the encounter where, you know, a doctor or a nurse is, uh, is, is looking at the software rather than the patient. And now, in addition to have these prompts that might uh, tilt the prescribing of doctors uh, towards certain products, um, it's hard for me to imagine um, patients and members of the public being happy about that. Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. But the point I'm making is that, you know, sometimes um, when you don't pay for certain content, right, on, on the internet, you see a lot more ads than if uh, you had opted to pay. But in this case, you've paid for the software, whoever, and then on top of that, um, the company is getting ad revenue. Exactly. Um, it, that's exactly right, that we're paying already for the electronic health record, um, and then the ads are appearing in any case. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Alan in Mississauga. Hello, Alan. Hi. You're on the air. We're listening. Okay. Um, I am a senior citizen, so I'm covered by that Ontario plan. Yep. Okay, I take a medication. Do you want the name of it? Uh, no, what's your question? Okay. Uh, the thing is that my one of my pills is not covered by... Uh, OHIP uh, by the government thing because I take too small a dose. Mm -hmm. If I took a larger dose or if I took one pill and cut it in two, mm -hmm. it would be covered. But oh. because I take one pill that is half the dose, it's not covered. Mm -hmm. Okay? I go to the doctor uh, regularly. He indicates I, I was on a medication. Yeah, I was taking the brand name. Mm -hmm. The pharmacy <clears throat> because I was still working at the time, reduced it down to a generic. Mm -hmm. the They're pill. supposed to do that. Huh? 
They're required to do that. Yes. The filler caused a reaction. Right. And I couldn't go back to the name brand because of the reaction I had. To the name brand or to the generic? The generic. I had a reaction to the generic. Okay, well, I I hear you. Okay, so I had to change the generic, right? Yep. The manufacturer of the generic, and because of the, the side effect, I had to take two additional pills. Okay. I do take three of the five medications that yep. it says with the doctor. The doctor says no substitute. Okay, okay. well, that's the, there's oh, perfectly good reason okay. for that. Do you have a question, Alan? Yes, I do. Okay, what is it? Okay, if they ban the, the ticketing of these pharmacies, right? To it's going to have a direct effect on the person that's using the medication. Oh, you mean if they if they ban these vouchers? Yes, um, it have an effect. Okay, if well, I'll, a... we'll we'll ask about that because there may be other ways uh, to get that. Uh, Alan, thanks very much for your call and that, keep like okay. Um, why don't you point. listen for the answer? This medic, this this bill that they're planning on doing is going to cost the in the end the person taking the medication. Okay, we're going to check into that for you. You don't have to check into it because I have already phoned people that are on drug plans and I know people that have no drug plan. Okay, thanks, and Alan. they only get a portion, a portion. Right, even the uh, vouchers are only a portion. Alan, we're going to clarify that. Thanks for your call. Uh, and right now we have to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to be back with more on this. We're bringing in another physician, and we will check into Alan's question. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the Ontario government's ban on the practice of marketing brand name medications by embedding vouchers, coupons, into the electronic medical record software that thousands of doctors use. I've been talking to Dr. Nav Prasad, and we are bringing in Dr. Monica DeBedetti, who is the lead physician for the Hamilton Family Health Team, which is a network of 165 doctors. Welcome, Dr. Benedetti. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, we just had a call from a listener named Alan, and he said, if these vouchers are taken off, he takes a brand name for a good reason, and that's going to hurt him. Uh, What would you say to him? Uh, that they're, they're two totally separate issues. Um, of course, there are um, some patients who will have um, reactions or side effects to the generic and can only take the name brand. Um, and for those patients, this will not change that whatsoever. That still remains between Alan and his uh, physician uh, about how that is prescribed. Um, for the most part, uh, generics are well tolerated, and for most of the time, they do work as well as the name brand. And uh, the problem with uh, embedding them in the EMRs is this is more of a, a marketing ploy uh, that it uh, you know it makes the doctors think uh, 
that they need to prescribe the brand name, uh, that the brand name be prescribed without their knowledge, and uh, it drives insurance costs and costs the medication up and really has no benefit to the patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Prasad, do you have anything to say to Alan? He said, well, he gets a break on his brand name meds with these vouchers, and, and if it's banned, he won't. Well, the vouchers still exist in a physical form. So for people who have made an informed decision that they would prefer to take the brand name product for some reason, um, there still is the possibility to get these same discounts. What's been banned today is uh, invasively, automatically adding these vouchers to prescriptions through an electronic health record that's used to facilitate care. Um, and, and I think it's also, um, just to reinforce what Dr. De Benedetti says, um, it's also relatively rare that someone would have uh, a bad reaction to all of the uh, non-medical products in all of the different generic products, uh, but no reaction to uh, the brand name product when the generic products and brand name products are actually often made uh, in the same factories and they have the same sorts of fillers in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could happen the other way around, where you can have a reaction to something in the brand name and have to go to the generic. Precisely. Yeah. So um, uh, how many patients do you think uh, were affected by this? Have you seen patients who, uh, you know, suddenly had one of these vouchers and it's, uh, ouch, you know, I thought it covered the entire difference, but it didn't. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think patients get that information. Um, you know, I think the um, the assumption is that they will end up paying less with a voucher. Uh, but when you look carefully at the prices, uh, the vouchers generally don't cover the difference between the brand and, gen- and the generic product. So people are usually paying more without knowing it. And you know, as uh, is usual here in the in the in pharmaceuticals, people don't know about um, the fact that they're overpaying. Uh, Dr. De Benedetti, how did you uh, f- figure out that this was happening, and what was your reaction to the fact that there were ads in this software that you already paid for, and, and there was no kind of advance checking knowledge or anything like that? Uh, it was brought to my attention um, last year, actually. Um, one of our pharmacists had heard about it from um, another family health team. And perhaps more importantly, one of my colleagues saw um, one of these uh, pop cards printed off and was curious how it happened. And he went to his colleague, and the one that had prescribed had no idea that these cards were uh, coming out. So that's how this whole thing um, all started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it sounds even even now with your explanations, you know, I'm I'm not entirely clear on it, and I can really see how it it could have happened without the physician's knowledge. Well, for example, on my EMR, I fax um, all the prescriptions directly to the pharmacy. So if something's embedded and I don't know about it, I will write the prescription, and this card will automatically um, go with it. And, uh, yeah, so there could be instances where physicians don't know. Now, the EMRs will tell you that um, they give you, like, a dialogue box and an opt-in, opt-out option, but sometimes that's not made entirely clear, and the implications certainly were not made entirely clear, especially at that time. There's been since a number of upgrades um, since last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think of the government's remedy? 
Um, I applaud Dr. Hoskins for taking a uh, strong stand on this. I think it's really important um, that we don't use patients uh, and their information as marketing ploys. We're here to make them healthy. They're not marketing tools. Um, hopefully, this might have implications in the future uh, in terms of big pharma, because big pharma does have um, some uh, large implications um, with prescribing. Uh, you know, we've seen in the press that they've had uh, lots of um, implications in terms of guidelines. Uh, there's been people involved with pharma writing guidelines and um, those sorts of things. They certainly do try to manipulate how physicians practice, and that's not necessarily good for the patient. So I applaud Dr. Hoskins, and uh, hopefully it might go even further. And at some point it might be really nice to have an Ontario uh, universal uh, drug plan uh, because that does decrease this sort of uh, competitive nature to, to some degree. Okay, yeah, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Barry in North York. Hi, Barry. How are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Um, I'm not surprised the drug companies are doing this. They've done a lot of things which show their greed, their deceptiveness, their sneakiness, and that kind of thing. I hope the Ontario government does more than ban, rein them in even more. And uh, it's because drug companies, it seems to me that they are out for money, and they will do anything, anything. It doesn't matter what to make it. And one of the things I'm wondering, oh, first of all, I want to say kudos for the doctors that discovered this and brought this to the public. Thank you so much. Okay, okay, Barry, thanks for your call. Oh, also, hold it. Hold a second for a second. We're, I we're just running out to, of time here. I wanted to find out about the junkets and still, if, they, if the doctor still knows about those and that's still happening. Okay, thanks for your call. Can you ask that uh, uh, question? Yep, thanks for your call. Uh, just have to say one thing. I mean, uh, I, I don't think it's fair to paint all pharmaceutical companies with the brush that they are all evil. It's it's true there are things that have to be controlled, but, you know, I think, I think we have to be uh, measured in our critique. Uh, let's quickly hear from Sue in Toronto. Hi, Sue. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I, I had my radio off. I just got out of the car, and I'm not sure if anyone brought up this uh, point, but I think the scarier issue would be how much information would TELUS have about us if we're TELUS clients and the doctors use TELUS software? I mean, that's a whole other issue that's a little bit scary as well. You know what? I will let the doctors who use the software respond before we go to the next thing. Sue, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, the patient information on that software is uh, protected. Doctors? Um, well, it's actually a, a, a really good question. Um, when it first came out, and uh, I wrote, we, our organization wrote a letter to tell us, um, we were told that actually data in its aggregate form was being used, which we found uh, to be quite egregious. Now, TELUS has since come back that um, it's not using particular patient data per se, but they're just using aggregated and anonymized provincial level statistics on the total number of vouchers printed off. Um, but uh, there, there was some privacy concerns on our part to start with, but that's been TELUS's response. Mm-hmm. Dr. Prasad? I'm also concerned about the information sharing. It seems that personal health information is not being directly shared from the electronic health record, but when you use these electronic vouchers, there is a statement on the prescription saying that information on the prescription, including the patient's name, 
address, the medications they're taking can be shared uh, with third parties. So that is, in my view, very concerning and inappropriate for information that's collected to facilitate care being used for a marketing purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought that a patient would have to at least sign off on that. No? No. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think that's uh, something else uh, uh, the uh, politicians have to be looking into then. Uh, doctors, thank you very much. This is a fascinating topic, and I'm sure we will revisit it and uh, appreciate your input very much. Thank you. Thank oh. you for having me. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.